on the grind boxing the world's number one boxing podcast Green. On the grind boxing family, we are back with the best in boxing talk of the world's number one boxing podcast. On the grind boxing. Today, we look back on a career that has come to a close. Now, whether or not it is officially over, whether or not this former great will try to fool the world to believing a resurrection of sorts has taken place. No matter what lower tier opponent or person who may be ripe for the picking with a few decent wins, no matter what type of guy like that they may find, it is known that it's over and it has been over for Bernard Hopkins for quite some time. Yes, he was great enough to be competitive at the end. He was great enough to not be knocked out in one or two rounds, however. He was not good enough to defeat Father Time. What he tried to do is cheat. And then when he was vanquished by the unheralded, unworried about, unknown. Yeah, he's got a good win on him, but that's see, all that good win was supposed to be was a crude, young, brutish guy without skills who picked up a good win, making it justifiable to beat that individual and walk away saying yes. At 90 years old, he can still beat a young lion. Is anyone else tired of bullshit narratives yet? Hey, this is a good story. And maybe we'll even get a judge or two to pretend they see it that way. And that'll come out at the time of knockout. Let's just write a damn script. And make sure everything goes according to plan. Bernard Hopkins... Billy Fighter wants his last hurrah in Los Angeles. The Golden Boy promotion stronghold where people know they don't care about Bernard Hopkins in LA. They don't even know who he is. Sure, maybe in the building on Wilshire. Other than that, I'm worried about the guy. So why'd they come here? I don't know. I don't remember. 
getting screwed. The Mauricio Herrera Golden Boy Promotions by Bernard Hopkins in attendance. Shortly before that, they was called off. They saw Bernard beeline into the backstage area. Golden Boy Promotions stronghold. No more Dan Goose in Southern California. Golden Boy runs the roost. Bernard wanted to come out here for his last hurrah, make sure everything went according to plan. So dedicated to bullshit was Bernard that after being hit with serious punches that found their mark, knocked him out of the ring in, I believe, the ninth round, fell on the floor, tried to say he was pushed or shoved or nudged or shoulder blocked. I've watched the replay from the ring. Bernard is doing what he does best by it. Wants to pull another Chad Dawson roll around in the ring, but sorry, bud, you got to get up in 20 seconds to roll around in the ring. Wanted to pretend that he wasn't hit, he was clearly hit. And even if he was shoved or pushed or nudged, look who the fuck is talking. Bernard Hopkins is trying to complain that somebody didn't follow the rules. Now, number one, it's completely made up. Joe Smith Jr. did follow the rules. But of all the motherfuckers in pro boxing, we need Bernard Hopkins to come out and start complaining about people not following the rules. The biggest cheater of the last 20 years. The dirtiest player in the game who's been able to continue along and along. I'm going to accuse the young come from nothing, have nothing, just had his mama in attendance, Smith Jr. You're going to accuse this man of being a cheater when his only offense was defeating you fair and square, answering the challenge, being that young scout. Didn't go according to plan, though, did it, B-Hop? Didn't go according to plan with Kovalev. What about the 99-cent version of Kovalev? Anyone remember Carl Morat? How Steve Smoger was tagging in and out to Bernard all night? I mean, the dude has not been the goods for quite some time. But we're going to celebrate him just because he's an old man getting punched. Okay, everybody, go to your grandpa's house, start some shit with a neighbor, and push Gramps out in the middle of the street. You're so into seeing the old man get his ass kicked. If that's so noseworthy and what they cheer about, go ahead. See your grandpa get his ass kicked. Bernard's probably someone's grandpa. Hell, I don't know. If not, he should be. Shouldn't be a boxer. Don't care what he knows. Start teaching. But you know what? That would just become the Bernard Hopkins show. Though as respected as Nazim Richardson, Freddie Roach, or any of the trainers might be, when they're training their fighter, it's about the fighter. And sure, whatever. The trainer might add, you have bigger personalities than others. You sort of have a percentage of the promotion that seems to belong to them for one reason or other. However, it still remains about the fighters. Bernard becomes a trainer that will be about his strategy versus the other fighter's strategy. The fighter, fighter will just be a rock and sock and robot. It won't even matter. Nobody will care. Bernard makes everything about him. cheesy little belt on the line last night that's full of casuals in attendance who just want to watch an old man do something amazing, right? WBC International 
that and a coupon for two free tacos at Jack in the Box. I get you two free tacos at Jack in the Box. That means Jack shit. Bernard Hopkins is done. And I take no pleasure in saying this. None. You know why? Because I would have taken pleasure if he would have left when he was supposed to. Now it's just a sad, sad case. It's sorry. To see a man reduced to such lies and deceit. You're caught on tape, buddy, getting your ass kicked. On video, everyone's on. Then you proceed to lie in post-fight interviews about what everybody just saw. Fuck us, right? You're right. You know what happened. The camera and everybody's eyes on the situation was wrong. You couldn't beat your hand-picked opponent. You couldn't. So you can't beat the crew champions no more. Now you can't beat the crew challengers. What's it going to be, Bernard? What are you going to do? I'm going to give you some advice. Get the hell out of the sport as far as being an active competitor. We don't need you in there getting beat up anymore. We don't need stories about how you didn't really lose. I'm so tired of everybody out there. Wanting to pretend. Give the man his due. Say, you know what? This guy was more game than I thought tonight. I, try, I tried to impose my strategy upon him, but he had no quit in him. He wouldn't give up. It's just time for the old lion the old bull to head on out the pasture and put my feet up. No, you can't do that. I really won. He didn't really beat me. This is BS. The world's out to screw Bernard Hopkins. Screw you. I, nobody cares about you over here. and Nobody cares about Joe Smith. We still give you a headline date and an arena and a bullshit script and tell everybody in the world how you're 85 years old about to have a boxing match for a title which don't count, but, but we pretend to ignore that it don't count. He's got to go. Let's make room for people who actually do what they say, say what they do, tell the truth. Can we get a little integrity in the sport? Because really what this is, ain't the celebration of the end of Bernard Hopkins' career. That's long overdue. This is a celebration of Joe Smith Jr. joining Team Drain the Swamp. Drain the boxing swamp. Bernard Hopkins most definitely part of the swamp. Guess what, baby? You just got drained. Get your little fucking spaceship. Go back to wherever the fuck you came from. Maybe they got a swamp over there you can kick it in. But we're done with you right here. That's it. You're done. In. No more fucking Hank Lundy over. No more lying about who's who and what's what. No more pretending you got shoved outside the fucking ring. You're the master of shoving, grabbing, holding, pushing, nudging, headbutting, low blowing, faking. Oh, but this little youngster, uh, uh, I don't get a win in my last fight. Fuck, everybody saw me lose. Uh, uh, Fuck, he pushed me. Do you believe that? He pushed me. You fucking little bitch. Yeah, you were a man for 20 years in the ring. Now you're a sniveling bitch. Knock it off. Fuck. I don't turn off boxing to watch this shit. Shut the fuck up. You're embarrassing me as a human being. Like that, people? Is that how it works at your work? You can't do your fucking job no more, so you convince them to give you an easy task and have the whole place gather around and watch the senior employee make a fucking mess of things. Then you want to pat on the pack and you want to blame the rest of the fucking staff when you come up short. That's what he just did. But it's okay because some of you 1% of this program's audience like that. I don't give a fuck what you like. If that's what kind of character you are, you got serious character flaws. You cheer people doing the right thing and fucking lying to you and screwing a guy doing everything right to try to come up. 
like Joe Smith Jr. He don't get no glory. No, no, no. Win or lose. Bernard beats him. Well, great Bernard Hopkins. He beats Bernard. Oh, Bernard's too old. Bernard gets knocked out. Oh, no. Bernard got pushed. Fuck me, dude. I'm tired of this shit. If you roll like that, find another program. There's a bunch of sorry-ass, fake, snitch-ass motherfuckers with their hats sideways trying to talk in the hip-hop vernacular, acting like there's somebody on the block, but ain't nobody jacking their fucking jaw is all they really are. Bunch of sorry motherfuckers out there. Because they're going to sit there and act like this is some goddamn event. No, it's the fucking truth coming back. It's just desserts. It's justice. It's cause and effect. It's bullshit and consequence. Joe Smith Jr. was a prop in your fucking TV show last night. But he didn't go along with the script, so you improvised the new one. I got shoved out the ring. Let's go back 10 years. Bernard Hopkins always getting screwed. That's a Fuck how old I am. It ain't about 85-year-old guy beats, beats a fucking kid tonight. Nope. It's about Bernard Hopkins always getting fucked. They buffed me again. They buffed me again. Ah, they buffed me again. Ah, fuck. I'm a rebel. I'm an outsider. Now, you ain't goddamn shit but a fucking liar. You were a great fighter in your prime. Now you fucking cheat to fucking hold on. And then a motherfucker beats you fair and you claim that he cheated. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. You don't own boxing. You don't own HBO. You don't own fucking Golden Boy. Nice, nice little deal you worked out. You know, but you, you, ain't, you ain't Oscar De La Hoya. What the fuck are you, dude? Can't you be a fucking proud ex-champion? Can you just do that? Can you be fucking one of the greatest fighters of our era? No. You have to be one of the greatest fighters of this era. And that's fake. That's a script. That's bullshit. No one believes it. Nobody fucking thinks it. Some people wanted to watch all that. Let, let me see the old twisted lion ass diseased fucking conscious motherfucker lie to me one more time. Let me eat my popcorn and fucking be bullshitted. And turn on CNN. You want some bullshit. You don't need Bernard Hawkins. Turn on MSNBC. Turn on headline news, Fox News, any of them. Turn them on. You want to get bullshitted? Plenty of people right there willing to do it for you. Now, he ain't a 50-something-year-old man with his shirt off, but if that's doing something for you, you shouldn't even be listening to this program. We'll find something else to listen to. Bernard Hopkins, get your ass out of the sport for good. You're done. You give a fuck who you fight. What, are you going to fight Chavez Jr.? Maybe something like that? Because Chavez Jr. can't beat anybody with a fucking pair of gloves and fucking... Laced and laced up, so maybe you fight him, right? We make that a fight, and he'll get his ass kicked for 11.95 rounds, and then he'll knock you in the fucking next week. You won't even need the spaceship; you'll be back on your fucking planet. He'll get his ass kicked all night because you're way better than him. But father time, buddy, you ain't gonna get out the way all those times you plan to get out the way. You ain't gonna answer back as quick as you think you're gonna answer back. You ain't gonna move as quick as you think you're gonna move. So what do you do? You find a low-tier opponent like Joe Smith Jr. So we could talk about, oh, yeah, well, if I beat Juan Barra, and I beat him, so, and, and really, Stevenson don't want none of this, so I'm retiring as the, the unofficial video champion of light heavyweight. Man, fuck you. Fuck off. Eat shit and die, motherfucker. That's what you're trying to do to us. Kill us all with bullshit. Fucking poison control center. I just ingested 80 pounds of bullshit, fucking one pound for every year of Bernard Hoskins fucking despicable life. Be gracious, motherfucker. You got an adoring crowd right there. You got a Lasserat. Be gracious. Congratulations, Joe Smith. I had a hell of a time in this sport. The speech I wrote really ain't going to apply right now. It's your moment. Thank you. 
get the fuck out of the ring. Could Bernard Hopkins ever do something like that? Ever? His life depended on it? Is there any way? No. No. That's why today the headlines are, down goes Hopkins. You know what? Not spectacular knockout. Not old Hopkins. No. We ain't got to color it, B-Hop. Down goes Hopkins. Hopkins knocked out a ring. Ain't about how old you are anymore, Gramps. Ain't about how much lying and cheating you can do. Because your skills, your reflexes, your ability has deteriorated to the point that guys that few are worried about beat the shit out of you now. Get out. Leave. Go away. Had enough last hurrahs. Fucking Taboras Cloud was a last hurrah. What about when you didn't want to fight uh, Chad Dawson? Remember way back there that you roll around the ring? Dude, it a joke forever. What about Roy Jones, huh? Remember, you should never have the Roy Jones fight because Roy Jones just get knocked out. So you're going to have it anyways. Do it on pay-per-view. Has a Roy Jones fight. Then he rolls around the ring all night like Roy Jones instantly becomes some kind of cheater just because he's in the ring with Bernard Hopkins. It had to get that win, right? Just had to get that win. It didn't matter. Okay, but it didn't matter to you. So guess what, Bernard? Joe Smith beating your ass matters to me because you think you beating Roy Jones mattered. So fuck it. Let's all do the same thing. Uh, Prime Bernard Hopkins got beat last night by Joe Smith. Just like fucking Hopkins beat Roy Jones Jr. You like that, Bernard? How is it when the bullshit goes the other way? You fucking sack of shit. That's what you are. Any human being in any walk of life could have given a gracious fucking speech last night. And it, hey, man, I, I, I was the dude, but it's just the end. But no, you got shoved and pushed out the fucking ring. You sorry, motherfucker. Just shut the fuck up. I don't want your boxing career retired. I want your fucking mouth retired. Shut the fuck up. That's what we need retired. Give us a, a nice dose of shut the fuck up. You do that, I'm going to be your biggest fan. Top three middleweight of all time. But you can't do that. Top three biggest lying piece of shit. Fucking be on the inside. Pretend you're on the outside of all time. That's what you end up being. Sell a fucking rebel story and be a fucking corporate whore. That's what you end up selling. Screw your own fucking people and act like you're impartial. That's what you end up selling. What's the last time you did anything that was truthful or just or right? Bernard Hopkins is such a piece of shit. He's the type of dude who likes to try to slide in the panties people he's working with, ladies, ex-ladies and whatnot, too. It's just a fucking piece of shit all around, dude. Bernard Hopkins is a walking shark, you know? People know a little bit of smells come a little stink. You're dealing with Bernard Hopkins. But then you end up with stained pants and 10 pounds of shit on the floor. Because he's a shark, dude. He's a shark. You expect a little bit of bad smell, you get a fucking big pile of shit instead. There's smoke, there's fire. Where there's stink, there's scum. Bernard Hopkins, we're done with you. Shut the fuck up. Just that's all we need. Shut the fuck up. It's all you got. It's the only thing you ain't done yet. You lost your fucking skill. You lost your fucking ability to move, quickness, reflexes. Fucking hit the punch in one fight, stay away, dictate the fight, ring general. You lost it all. One fucking thing you ain't lost. And we 
need you to get that. We need you to get shut the fuck up. That's what we need to happen. STFU. You do that, it's all going to be, I ain't even going to slap you no more. I'm so disgusted. This is the greatest thing Joe Smith ever accomplished. Yeah, it's against a shot to pieces Bernard Hopkins. But that didn't matter. We're still going to sell it. It matters if Hopkins wins, but it don't matter if Smith does, right? That's the kind of bullshit build to sell you get from Golden Boy. We're going to shit all over this guy pretending he fucking shoves somebody out the ring. <laughs> you know, a piece of shit coming into the sport, piece of shit before the sport, piece of shit during the sport. Piece of shit on the way out. How much talk do you think there was about how great of a fighter Bernard Hopkins is still? Right? Hey, man, let's uncrumple that script. Stretch it back out. We can still use some of this shit. Oh, one of the greatest fighters of all time. This has nothing to say about Bernard Hopkins. What the fuck's he doing in the ring there? If there's nothing to prove or show, or illustrate what's he doing there? Just just to get the one percent of boxing fans who give a shit about Bernard Hopkins off. That was all about him. That was all about ego. It's all it was. It's all about ego. So much damn ego. And so much lack of truth. So much lack of integrity. So much lack of character. Couldn't just give the man his proper congratulations. You gotta pretend the guy did all kinds of shit to him. Which he didn't do, but, you know, if it was Bernard, that would be nothing. If Joe Smith Jr. accused uh, Bernard of, of shoving him, everybody would be waiting for the rest. Well, what, uh, did he bribe the judges? Did he pull a gun to you? Did he roll around all over the floor, stop, drop, and roll, grab his nuts? I mean, oh, he just shoved you? Oh, but Bernard says this guy shoved him. Fuck, stop the press. God damn, let's entertain some bullshit now. So simply put, you're a Bernard Hopkins fan. If you think there's anything to celebrate about this stage of his career, I don't care how old he is. Oh, yeah, he's just older. Go in the ring and get his ass kicked. Wow, what an accomplishment. Guess what? Your grandpa jumped in the ring and get his ass kicked, too. So you better fucking take your grandpa to lunch today. Joke. Well, boxing wants to straighten itself out. Let's stop doing fights because they fit an individual fighter's agenda. You didn't deserve that date, Bernard Hopkins. And Joe Smith didn't deserve your bullshit words post-fight. Nobody's saying he's going to be some great champion. Maybe he will be. Good luck to him. All we're saying is he beat you fair and square. You couldn't even give it to him. For that, fuck you, old man. Now I'd like to bring him in. We don't need to do a never-ending monologue. If you have anything to add, to this historic occasion, the end, Bernard Hopkins. The day after, people shouted, down goes Hopkins. Felony ain't getting back up. Shut up. I was going to use the ropes to bounce off for defense. Okay, next time, make sure the rope's right there, asshole. That's not the same thing as being pushed. Fucking all right, let's say to Central Valley, California. I'm sorry, I used to be the biggest Bernard Hopkins fan when he fought Jermaine Taylor. I was the only guy in national sports world. 
standing up cheering, talking shit on everything Taylor did. You had a whole U.S. Olympic crowd there for Taylor. And me saying, fuck y'all, Hopkins. Then Hopkins became a sellout. Turned his back on, on the fans he had to try to get the ones he didn't. So Bernard Hopkins has been a fake for many years. Hopefully he can look in the mirror what they soon and see it. Start making amends and apologies for the way he slandered and lied about every fucking opponent. Piece of fucking shit. As if you gotta be a liar and a cheater to beat Bernard Hopkins. You know what? No. That's what you have to do to get a win if you're Bernard Hopkins. Get it straight. Let the record reflect. Central Valley of California, let's talk to RC. RC, good to have you on the program today. Down goes Hopkins. RC, are you with us? Man, what's really going on? I don't have no technical difficulties. Good morning, Shug. Um, Severe uh, technical difficulties. We still can't hear you very well. Oh, come on, man. All right, we do have issues with the first line we tried to go to, so I want to start it off nice, go to somebody who might just possibly be a black line, but fuck it. We'll do the wild card thing, take it to the southern gentleman, see what's going on with D. Willow Wilson, Texas fight fan, Bernard Hopkins fan, a man that's traveled across the country to watch him fight, but this time he didn't travel across the country to watch him lie, cheat, still, and get busted by the boxing police. Good to have you on the program, Willow. And I'll take with me the memory. Hey, R.I.P. to B-Hop. Yep. You know, sad, sad day today, man. I had to roll up. Hey, I just rolled up a fat-ass sweep for today's show. I knew we were going to hear some nonsense from the guy who says, if you shut up, you'll be a top three uh a pound for a pound middle uh, uh, middleweight middle champion. Of all time. Top three middleweight of but all time. Possibly. You don't have to shut up. He doesn't have to shut up. He is a top three middleweight of all time. Give him his credit. Um, you know, Shug, let's keep it real right now. You know, because the people, they look at me to keep it real, you know, on uh, me and D, even though D brought the quality of the heavyweight showdown uh, last week. <laughs> um <laughs> It was still probably a top three, two or three show of all time since I was on there, and I brought the people and I kept it real. I told you. Is that how many times you've been on the show? Have you been on the show two yeah, or probably. three times? Okay. Yeah, two or three. Well, hey, four because we can't forget MCH's appearance at the top of all times. But uh, as I kept it real in the show, I told you this guy Joe Smith. I haven't really seen him fight, but what I have seen is that he's not, he's hitting boys in the face and he's punching hard, and that's what he's there to do. And I said, there's a chance that, you know, it could be over for Hopkins. Now, I did predict Hopkins by KO, but I didn't say Hopkins would win by KO. I just said Hopkins <laughs> by KO. So, you know, yeah. you know. That's but the strangest I've ever heard of my life, but I'll take it. <laughs> hey, hey let's, now let's keep it real, man. Hey, if, if I get hit in, the, hit in the head hard, and I fall 10 feet to the ground and hit my head, I don't know what happened. No, nah, dude, you know right? what? But it's the default position. I was fucked. I it was is the default. He cheated. He did me yes. wrong. Yeah, but see, here's the problem, Willa. That ain't the way his career has gone. That's been the lie he's told over and over. This motherfucker for the last 
several years, he's been the one doing the fucking and screwing. And he's still on the story like he's the renegade, he's a rebel, he's the guy with nobody in boxing has his back. Dude, he's a Golden Boy Promotions fucking partner. Like, this story is just old and dated, and it hasn't been true since he was a fucking developed fighter. The shit just needs to stop. So, you know, he got knocked out. He got knocked senseless. He doesn't know. Oh, yeah. But but he knows it's the same thing as always. The same lie. Default position. Autopilot. Feed that He's bullshit. Like, he probably thought to himself, there's no way this young kid is beating me. There's no way. That's why he just thought to himself that he's done. You know, you've got to, you think it's, uh, you. we're not there yet. So I don't know how hard or easy it is, but I can tell by people that have done it, you know, when it's time to hang them up, it's hard for people. It's hard for people to say that they're done. It's hard for people to say that they're finished. So you want a man within 20 seconds of getting, not 20 seconds, took him 20 seconds because he didn't know where he was. At one point, well, he didn't know man, what the hell was going on while he was out there. default position is not to fucking lie about his opponent when he doesn't know what's going on. I want a man who doesn't he, hey. start fucking lying about his opponent when he doesn't know what's going on. Fuck, say I don't know. Say it didn't go hey. my way. Man, how do we fucking get here? I don't care what you say, but automatically you start lying about the opponent. He did you dirty. We're not perfect, man. Ass, perfect. Hey. This is what he does all hey. the time. This he's not, no, he's not on a fucking road to perfection, and this is one fucking small flaw. He does this over and over and over. You can never say about Bernard Hopkins, oh, he's not perfect. You can say, oh, well, he's not decent. He did he didn't say that against Kovalev. He took that ass whooping and said he whooped my ass. And, and, yeah, and, but you know what? If going. fucking Kovalev would have knocked him out the ring, fucking there would have been something wrong with the turnbuckles. So fuck that guy. Maybe. Maybe. But no, he no, got it, dude. He's embarrassed. No, I, guy who don't, I said maybe. Dude, don't get knocked down. Maybe, and he tries he was to pull off beat. the knockdown by getting hit in the nuts or some bullshit like that. So now he falls yeah. out the ring and someone fucking did him dirty to get him out the ring. He just, no, he's no, just no, a he liar, dude. That's who he is. He's a fucking he liar. He tried to duck. You're backing up a yeah, liar, he tried bro. to duck. Like, no, I'm not backing him up. I mean, he, it's over for him. All this I'm is, he's done. Look, no, dude, the skills are gone. The greatness, all that shit's been gone. All we got left is fucking liar. A smooth-bodied liar. You look at him in the ring, and it's like, is this guy even a fighter? He looks nope. like some fucking hippie from Woodstock with his fucking shirt off. He doesn't yep. belong in it, period. He doesn't. And it's over for him. I just said, hey, man. It's over for that guy. You want a guy to say, you want a guy to say, hey, I just got beat by a no-name bum in here and cried. He would have cried if he did that. Yeah, but he wasn't a no-name bum when he fucking beat Von Farah. That's what made it justifiable. Like, hey, man. It was. He did knock Von Farah out. It's just like Canelo. Dude, I know Golden Boy (laughs) promotion. I've been doing this. Some guy no one's worried about gets one fucking win. All of a sudden, you beat him to your fucking star. They do this move over and over. This is the story of Canelo's goddamn life. It's a fucking joke. That's all Canelo did for years. That's all he fucking did for years. Some guy get a win he ain't supposed to fucking get, and he'll move up a weight class or two to fight Canelo. A bullshit over a yep. Bernard saying, oh, this guy picked up a win. Oh, oh put, put him in the ring with Bernard. This guy sucked. Put him in the ring with Bernard. He'd just be so sorry. We'll say Bernard so sorry. Fuck you all. Fuck you. Eat shit. Die. Don't even call poison control. Just fucking off yourself. If that's how you think, and how I'll, can you look at somebody, you look at an opponent with deficiencies, oh yeah, my guy will beat him. No, you're supposed to look at a guy without deficiencies and say, fuck it, my guy's so good, he'll beat him anyways. That's fucking what people admire about boxing, not this bullshit. They're fucking they up do, those sports. For, for one guy, as a person, never mind your accomplishment as a top, top 10 middleweight of all time, but as a person, I don't care what you donate, 
or what you what nice little thing you might have done to make you feel like you got a good conscience. You conduct yourself like a piece of fucking garbage as a man. I could never be down with someone like him. Ever. In any walk of life. He is a fucking liar. And he slams the fuck out of people who did him no wrong in order to make himself look better. That's the definition of a piece of shit. Bernard, thank you for fucking leaving. If you admit it yet or not, I'm so glad you're gone. Stay fucking gone, motherfucker. Slamming that fucking fucking kid. Come on, dude. That kid ain't done nothing in his life. He's struggling. All he got to give a fuck about him is his mama. When's the last time you seen that? One guy there, he just, even fucking, uh, what's, what's the fucking, uh, bruiser's name who pisses black after he gets his ass kicked? Uh, Probotnikov. Even Probotnikov bring his mom, she ain't fucking rolling solo. You know, Joe Smith Jr. got his, got his mama and that's it. And Bernard Hawkins shit all over that man. Fuck him. Fuck him. I'd rather fucking talk to Joe Smith's mama and interview her than ever have to talk to Bernard Hopkins again. Fucking sorry, section. You lying about him in front of his mama. Fucking jackass. Fucking idiot. It is no class, dude. A classless individual. It makes me sick. Right. I'm glad he's done. He should be sick. But hey, check this out, man. Bernard Hopkins is 51 years old, right? You're you're spending a lot How of time. How old is your dad? Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. My dad's older. My dad's. It's about to be 61. Well, let's, then let's stop. And you're right. I'm sorry for spending all this time on Bernard. Let's talk about your dad today. Because he's even older. No, no, no. What no, I'm let's saying do is it. No, no, no. Hey, absolutely. Your dad is more worthy of discussion because he is older. That's the only reason we're talking about Bernard. It's how old he is. So fuck it. Let's talk about someone older. And he did fight. So no, no, no. He did, he did fight. And it was his farewell address. And on every, in every sports thing, you know, in every sports every sport. If you put down that much that much for the for the sport, no matter if you like him or not, he put in if you put in that much into the sport. Not what he did hey, for the sport, but he put in that much for the sport. With Boy Jones, did he put into the sport with Chad Dawson? Did he put in a sport with Carl Morat? Let's talk about what he put in. But he's top three. But you just you just said he was a top three of all no, time. I'll give him top Middle man. I'll say I'll give him top three. If. No, no, no. If he shuts up. No, you said if he shuts up. So that has nothing to do with in the ring. So in the ring, he's a top That's three. All he does you know in it, the we ring. know it. Last night, he had more shit to say in the ring than he fucking had to punch. Then he had to fucking say out of it when he got knocked the fuck out of it, hey. too. No, that's all he got to do farewell. is slap his gums, jack his jaw, run his fucking mouth. You know, the dude is not living in reality, and I'm here to fucking it was, make it known. He, just, he is not in reality. This thought, is reality. That dude is done. He probably thought it was he, 89. He's done because Joe Smith knocked him out of the ring. He's done because he's been he, reduced to lying and cheating and being a scumbag just to get by for years now because he can't fucking let go. That's why he's done. Has nothing to do with Joe. Yeah, Joe he, Smith he, didn't make him done. Bernard Hawkins no, is done because he's trying to survive off of every negative trait in his fucking character trait book. That's that's all he's got. I, I'm a deceitful, miserable, lying, cheating, do anything, son of a bitch. So that's how I'm hanging on. All right, but, great. Uh, okay, congratulations, dude. I don't celebrate that. I don't celebrate. You don't get the pat on the back the next morning for me. You say fuck, good riddance. I'm glad we got that weight off our shoulders. No more having to talk about that piece of shit. We're gonna talk about how great he is. Go write a fucking book about it, or go get one. He belongs in boxing history. He don't belong in the boxing present. And he, he don't belong talked about and with people does. that actually have the character of a champion. He don't have any fucking character of a champion. 
He didn't get by on character. He got by well, on fucking no cheating champion. and hate. He got by on hate and cheating. That's it. Yeah. That happens to people, man. Hey, every sport you get your farewell if you're one of the greats. We could tell that he's one of the greats because Kovalev didn't knock him out. He showed him respect, and he didn't knock him out. So he's got a lot of respect among the boxers. It was his last hurrah. He wanted to go out like Kobe and hit 60, but he's damn near 60, and well, he Kobe fell 60 feet the from the ring. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe waved at everybody, everybody in the arena, and he stuck up the whole season. So Bernard it stuck up the sport last night, just like Kobe stuck he up did. his. But Kobe, Kobe hit 60 for the win on his last game. We always got to remember that. But check this out. It's why? over. He hey, fell why? down. Hey, so it, it was all Kobe. It, it wasn't people making sure that motherfucker had that ball, letting them do it. Yeah, it was his teammate showing him love because it was over. Dude. I don't go for this false narrative, dude. This is the thing. Kobe's so great, he scores. Oh, so he probably could have done that any other night. Oh, no, it was just so no, much. No, he should have. I didn't say that. Night, so did no, his whole who fucking team that? bent over backwards to let him shine. Bernard Hopkins, said well, that? we see that at least one of the fucking guys on the team, one of the judges, was prepared to do the same. He was. Harold Letterman Nothing. had Hopkins. We, we knew that was going to happen. This other motherfucker had Hopkins ahead in the fight. <laughs> I had him with, like hey, I had him with one hey, round. Hey, another miss. Throw him the ball anyways. Fuck it. Let's get 60. No, no, no. Kobe shot Kobe shot like 60% that last game. It wasn't no another miss. It was Kobe. Kobe's on fire. Watch Kobe work for the dub. You know, it, that's just what it was. It was, yeah, the, last, it was the end present, of the game. The he got his fair I got you a present I forgot about. Like, like when Kobe was about on his last game or at the end, they, they did an OC Weekly cover of him. And a fucking story, because of course he lives in Newport Beach. Everybody knows that. Fucking the guy is a dude who lives in Orange County in a good neighborhood. So I got the OC Weekly of fucking Kobe retiring just sitting around my house for you. I would have never picked that up for me. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I know you got it for yourself, but then you want to give it to me. <laughs> but we all know, yeah. You know you like Kobe just like you know you love Hawkins. I can hear it in your in your voice. Uh, I like you know? Shaq, dude. But it is what it is. I like Shaq and Kobe as a duo, and I even like that they didn't get along. You know why? Because everybody, it's just like at my job, you know, I've, I've had a guy who worked for me who didn't fucking like me, and to tell you the truth, I didn't like him. I would have never got rid of him, though, because he fucking got the job done. I, I ain't there to, you know, have a buddy. I'm there to have a guy who performs. So I looked at Kobe and Shaq. They don't have to like each other, so what? As long as they understand each other and they both know who the big dog is. And they both knew that it was Shaq's team and Shaq was a big dog. And that made it all work. Just like this dude I'm talking about, he knew that I was a boss. It worked. But when Kobe thinks it's going to start being his, the team management starts looking ahead, Shaq's at the end, Kobe's young. You know, I, 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 I see what's going on there, but the fans said no. So you know what? Fuck that snitch dude who go to Colorado and rat out his boys on all kinds of shit that had nothing to do with him. That's a definition of dry snitching. And well, we ain't rolling with this dude. We don't like him. In fact, fucking, uh, well, we're going to cheer Shaq over there on the East Coast now. And Kobe is just, his his character made it so we don't care how great he is. Fuck him. But there's other people. I love the Lakers. I support the Lakers no matter who. It's not I support Kobe no matter what. They're Lakers people no matter what, so they support Kobe. You know what I mean? There ain't people out there. I mean, I guess like you, but I'm talking around here. Take it serious enough that what he did to Shaq, you know, fucking with his marriage and all that shit, that's like, uh, that goes way beyond anything. That, like, 
what the fuck? That didn't get you out of trouble, motherfucker. Why are you telling police anything like this to take heat off you? He showed that he's a bitch-ass human being, and I use the term human being loosely, and I put Bernard Hopkins in the same type of category as Kobe Bryant. As a person, never mind their athletic accomplishments, as, as having serious character flaws and lacking basic humanity. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know if Bernard Hopkins is, is to that level. I think, yeah, you know, the game could screw you. You know, we've all seen it. We we all, all know. We've all watched the W. The game can screw you or you just say screw the game. It's simple. It's simple in life. All you got to do to figure out what somebody's about is listen to them talk about themselves. That's it. That's all you got. Let, let them, don't even say nothing. Don't ask no question. Let the motherfucker talk about himself. You listen to Buck Bernard talk about himself. It's extremely evident what type of a piece of shit that you're dealing with. And very abundantly clear. I've never heard it, even in pro wrestling. I've never heard, even in a 1980s New York hip hop. I have never heard anybody ever with such loftiness and self admiration as Bernard Hopkins. And then when you consider how flawed he truly is. Why does he love himself so much and hate everybody else so much when he's the fucking piece of shit? It just doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. Yeah, but I think if I went up to Bernard Hopkins and started talking to him, he would talk to me. I don't think Kobe would. And I would say, okay. Kobe, you're still the man, dog. You know, well, Bernard, I don't really care Bernard about what they're... What these... Bernard desperately craves admiration. All you got to do is listen to Arthur Grant's fucking interview with him, dude. I'm embarrassed those even exist. I, you know, I, I was probably a little starstruck. I let him do it. I let him take over. But once it was over, I was kind of like, did that just happen? Did that dude just brag on himself for the whole fucking show and take it over and, like, hold court? Like, like yes, come admire me. That was his whole fucking, his whole position, just where he was coming from on both episodes was, I am here to receive my public. Lock your lips to my ass. It, it was nasty, dude. And this is how he is in every fucking TV interview, every news interview. The guy worships the ground that he walks on. After he walks by somewhere, he gets down on his fucking face and kisses that floor because he just walked on it. We need this dude gone. Glad he's over. Glad he's done. Joe Smith Jr. didn't shove him. Fuck you, Bernard. The kid beat you. That don't make him the best in the world. That, that don't make the top three or top five, whatever. I don't know. You argue about what place he gets. But beating you goes nowhere toward establishing him in that position because at this point in time, Bernard Hopkins' victory is meaningless. You beat Bernard, that means nothing. It don't even, look, it don't even mean a lot to me because I know that motherfucker ain't going to shut up. If Joe Smith Jr. would have cracked his jaw or Hopkins would have done that little tongue stick-out move he likes to do and Smith would have fucking hit him and knocked his tongue out, Okay, then I would celebrate that win. But I know I still got to hear Bernard talk about how fucking great he is. So there's nothing to celebrate. He didn't really do nothing. All he did is show the world what we already knew. Bernard Hopkins can't win no more unless it's bullshit, cheating, and lying. And he pulled that out and it still didn't work. So now we find out the other thing we always do. Bernard Hopkins ain't going to shut the fuck up. So as far as I'm concerned, much respect to Joe Smith Jr. Uh, I'm happy for his mom any other family or friends or loved ones that might care about him, I'm sure of that victory. And I'm very sorry that you had to watch Bernard Hopkins be little to me and pretend the victory didn't exist. 
because Joe Smith earned it the old-fashioned way. He refused to be he kept coming and he kept punching. And he made a nice point post-fight that I liked. Uh, they asked about his power where it rates. Does he think he has power like Adonis or whatnot? He's like, well, look, Adonis ain't knocking out Fonterra. I'm knocking out Fonterra. Everyone knows how hard Kovalev is. Kovalev ain't knocking out Hopkins. I'm knocking out Hopkins. He's got a fucking point right there, you know, but should we use Hopkins as any type of measuring stick? Probably not. Von Farah, I don't know. Was he still fucking with Spilka's lady? You know what I'm saying? I don't know about that. Like The moment I saw that stubble up job ringside where Spilka was getting his ass kicked, and homegirl with the funny little cute ugly mouse face was getting, uh, you know, comforted in the moment by Von Farah. I just started to see that guy a little bit differently. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I know he was boning her or anything. I don't know nothing about their personal. They just looked uh, a little too snuggly for my days. If that was my lady and you snuggly with her like that, we probably got an issue. But she would know not to do that. And uh, any friend I have would know not to do that. You, know, you could comfort someone's lady without doing it in a way that looked identical to how a real man would be comforting her. If she was sitting there crying over some shit, I see Spilka comforting her the same exact fucking way. There's no difference. There's no tear. There's no levels. That's a problem. So, up there, yeah, I got his ass kicked. Who knows what was on his breath at that time? But anyhow, Joe Smith Jr. got hey, his sure. What? What's up? You got to give. We, we got to give Joe Joe Smith. Uh, we got to give that boy credit. We can't just hate on him because he's right. He's knocking boys out. You know. Sure. I mean, no, I'm just saying you are hating. I'm just saying we. No. I'm just not saying. I'm just saying anybody. Not you. Okay. We can't. Okay. I'm just saying that's everybody. Hey, we, the OTG family, can't hate on this guy. He's knocking boys out. And, you know, and he and he's not point, even right? really training. He had a point, right? Yeah, he's got he's a point. He's the one who knocked out fucking uh, Hopkins. Maybe we should be talking about his power when we talk about a Kovalev and a Stevenson. Maybe he did rock it we up. We should. And it's not, hey, not I, because we, he beat Bernard Hopkins, but because he's got a fucking point. Yeah, because he's got a point. And what they were showing is him knocking boys out. Like, he's been doing that. That's his thing. And uh, I think uh, on the OT, on the heavyweight show, that, uh, I think that was Nino said, he's not even really training. He's got a real job. So, yeah, he's digging you know. ditches, they were saying on the broadcast. Will it, and this, dude, my heart goes out to these guys. Because, look, in my line of work, I run electrical work, and I ain't too good to, to be in the ditch doing it myself. Oftentimes, I, I got to help guys, whatever, help my guys out. But I'll tell you, we got a subcontractor, laborers, you know, they basically do our ditch digging for the most part. And, dude, I show these guys all the respect in the world. Some people look at a fucking ditch digger like, hey, dig right there. Okay, that's it. You're done. No, some shit like that. I look at them like, hey, you're going to help me out right here? Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. It's hard work you guys do every day. You know, we need you out here. They get done. Hey, thanks for all the hard work, man. You made my job a lot easier today. I don't have to do none of that. They're getting paid. But but the point is, I bring a little humanity to it. I, I'm, I'm sitting here and getting a lot more money than this guy. I get to do the cleaner and nicer fucking work. And he's sitting here busting his ass, killing himself so I can get in there and do my work. I, w- I want to treat him like a human being. I want him to know that he's just as important as I am. You know what I mean? And when I hear about Joe Smith Jr. being out there digging ditches, being in the trenches, and dude, if you if you give a serious eight where, where you got the pedal to the floor all day, you got a WFO wide fucking open, give it 100% intensity, 
trying to make this contractor money and trying to build your reputation as a craftsman and a tradesman. A lot of times, Willa, you ain't got nothing left at the end of eight. Sometimes we're out there working 10, 11. Some jobs you get to, you got to take a tram in. I mean, you're there over an hour early. Then you start maybe half hour, hour early to get your guys going. Then you're there the whole eight or nine or 10. And then you're taking longer to get wrapped up. Where in the fuck does Joe Smith Jr. get this energy, this determination, this tenacity to drag his ass after doing what he does all day into a boxing gym? and push himself hard enough to perform at the level where he's knocking out guys that people actually consider great or top guys at the moment. That's mind-blowing. Fuck Bernard Hopkins, 85 years old, getting pushed. The real story should be this fucking workman from the real America, fucking job site, not looking for nobody to do nothing for him. He just wants the opportunity to break himself for a fucking dollar getting in the ring. This is Cinderella Man 2016 and 2017. And this needs to be the fucking story. This needs to be what we're talking about in boxing. So Joe Smith, you're absolutely right. We are not hating on this man. We're respecting him. Because I ain't got that to give when I get out of there. Nobody on my fucking crew does. Nobody on the whole job site, all the other trades. What Joe Smith is doing, maybe he ain't fucking 85 years old. But me, I have a base. No, no doubt. I can't. I barely want to go work out after the eight hours of uh, 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 no sitting on the sitting at a desk, dog, and chilling or watch watching people work. Right? So I know if he's laboring hard all day, like how is it even possible? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So hey, I'm not. Hey, I'm showing this guy much respect. You know, we'll see. Now he's probably he might be one fight away from you know being able to do it for real so you know but i'm gonna i'm gonna watch him see what he does i'm sure he'll get another fight on tv uh it's probably the next fight we'll see who people are gonna want to fight him so we'll see what's up hopefully he does good man you know he can be trans yeah, champion better, better be cautious man with that that kind of power no yeah no he's knocking boys out what i'd like to hear is an honest interview from bernard in like a month or two and I, I want to hear Bernard analyze everything that's wrong with Joe Smith. I want to hear about all the things that he was going to do. You know, once he's honest about it, when he's past the point of pretending it was all working, because, you know, he wants to pretend that he was winning the fight last night when that shit happened. But once he actually views the tape, calms the fuck down, sees Harold Letterman only had him winning one round, and, you know, basically reality sets in, I'd, I'd like an honest analysis from Bernard Hopkins. Because as big of a piece of shit as he is, Fucking knows a sport, dude. Exactly. Now there goes the admiration that I was talking about. You know, you got to be down inside, man. We're all Bernard Hopkins fans. As you got to respect what's detestable. Test what's detestable, Willow. And we can't let right. We're just talking about admiration for That's certain it. people uh, overshadow all that. You know, either it's disgusting <laughs> or it's not. Either it's praiseworthy or it's not. Now Bernard Hopkins is a boxing mind boxing IQ? Yeah, that's praiseworthy. Uh, Bernard Hopkins is a human being, as a man. Yeah, he's a disgusting piece of shit. You know, honesty all the way around. <laughs> hey, I feel you, but we're just talking boxing. So, I'm talking about the boxing side. You know, well, you, you worry the, uh, about what these guys do. I of know. course I do. Uh, you're sitting there cheering them as individuals. If I just want to watch sport, I can go watch the nearest athletic competition to my pad. I, I don't have to turn on HBO boxing or go to an arena. 
You know, I want these guys to conduct themselves. I, I don't want to participate in making pieces of shits rich. I take that personal. I've always learned, you know, they say this is a capitalist society, a free market society, you know, whatever. We can get into economic debates. But the point is, one thing that you've probably heard since you were young, and I know I've heard, it wasn't preached, it wasn't dogma, but it's been mentioned. People say in this type of an economy, we make our votes with our dollars, right? Because you, you're allowed to go out and earn whatever you decide you want to achieve, however hard you want to push yourself. And when you get that money, with a few exceptions, you're allowed to spend it on whatever you want. So you're making a vote for what is praiseworthy, what is cool, what is valuable, uh, any number of things by what you choose to purchase with your hard-earned dollars. I do not want to contribute to the success of Golden Boy Promotions because of Canelo and because of Bernard. And other reasons, too. They promote this Joseph Diaz Jr. kid who's a complete fucking fake. I saw him get a big robbery victory in L.A. Sports Arena, and I was disgusted at the way all his fans who knew he lost cheered their asses off, and there was this giant collective sigh of relief at the end that he got the win. And I just couldn't believe not only do pieces of shit stink up the sport, they bring a bunch of other turds with them into it that make the sport even more nasty. Because this guy brought a whole ton of probably a thousand people cheering his fake ass in a fake victory. So it matters. Character certainly matters. Fuck, dude. Boxing character might matter more than any other sport. You got to keep coming when you're getting punched in the face. There are very few things where you deal with that. Very few. You could say MMA, but when you're getting punched in the face in MMA, it's not about boxing back. It's about doing something the guy doesn't expect to neutralize the barber, but that's not the point. The, the point is to go that around using a of attack. In boxing, you get your fucking face beat in, it's still your job to beat that other motherfucker's face in. You know what I'm saying? So it takes a level of character and determination that I think may be unparalleled in any other athletic competition. That's why Bernard Hopkins is such a paradox because he lacks such character so obviously in every other area of his life, except for a little bit of charitable giving. But I suspect that's because he knows what a piece of shit he is and he wants to know a little better about it. Hey, I'm going to use that from now. Hey, I'm going to use that. In MMA, if you're getting punched in the face, you can just wrestle. You know, hey, that's excellent. I'm going to use that from now on, man. Oh, that's the, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate thing because you're in the street. If somebody goes to wrestle, you're weak. You're like, hey, now you're going to wrestle me down? You don't want to see me on these hands? You know, that's what real men do with hands. Uh, other guys, when you whoop their ass, then they want to wrestle. That's what you can do in MMA. Perfect. Hey, that's about that character. And Bernard Hopkins has that character. And the all-time great is done. And uh, you should ring the bell. Well, no, he's not dead, so you don't ring the bell for that. But, uh, you know, we got to see a uh, all-time great. And, you know, I'm glad – well, I, I was able to watch him. I'm glad I was able to see him live one time. Okay, dude. You know what? You're live. right. He's dead. Give him the bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
those tent bills brought to you by our sponsor. All right, thank you very much. Go ahead, Willa. You, you got it. You got your ten bells. He deserved it. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was funny, man. But hey, I'm glad we got to see him. Hopefully, he's gone. Hopefully, he's just gonna be speaking from now on. You know about himself and about the boxing game, and, and you know he's lived a good life afterwards, man. So. Thank you, oh, Bernard you Hopkins, from the OTG family. Whatever. How are you going to thank him, dude? Well, look, look at how he behaved last night. Including Shug yeah. Green. Even Shug yeah. Green is, a, is in on that thank you well, from the OTG family. He pretended he, 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 he got knocked out, <laughs> out of the ring. And he pretended he won the fight. Okay? He fell Come down. On, he Can fell down 90 feet. Nonsense? We're talking about oh, a guy feet. who got knocked out of the fucking ring and pretends he right. won the fight. He fell 90 feet, hit his head. Who knows what he was thinking about? He didn't know where he was. A foot for every fucking year He thought year that was a Roy life. Jones fight. He thought that was a Roy Jones fight, man. All right, well, you know, then you're looking he didn't know where he like was, man. old grandpa that he <laughs> He just fell. Hey, a 60-year-old man fell about 115 feet down, down to, the, uh, to the ground and hit his head. That's no, oh, oh, man. Yeah. That's how he knows. He's the best. Think about how he thinks of it, though. He knows he's the best. He's like, hey, I know this guy that just knocked me out the ring. He must have pushed me. And I fell. I don't remember anything. That must have been what happened. Here's what I want you know? for Bernard. I want Bernard to get his teeth fixed. Because then when he does that, I'm going to know he ain't planning on letting anybody punch him in the face somewhere. He just go out there and get his teeth fixed. We'll all know it's over. To me, that's the sign. that he ain't going to be 75 years old clocking to come back. When we see those, because he went through his whole life with, you know, that grill. When he fixes it, he knows it's over. You know what I mean? Because when you got that kind of money, how are you going to walk around with the jacked-up grill? Especially in the States. Uh, my European friends, I understand it's not, um, I don't know. There's like a stigma in the United States. If you got a really bad grill, like pe- people kind of don't want to look at you smile and whatnot. You know, no offense if anyone has one. You probably figured out how to live around it, crack a little, no teeth, smile, whatever. Good for you. Um, but in the U.K. and whatnot, for whatever, people, you can be considered a banging chick and have, like, a cat open their fucking grill. You know? And that's cool. I ain't knocking you. I ain't saying anything's wrong with it. God, God bless you all. But for Bernard Hopkins to be a man of wealth, power, money, means to basically have Bugs Bunny teeth for decades... So you think about the psychology and you go, you know what? This dude ain't trying to put the braces on. He ain't trying to have all this work that is going to get ruined the first time he gets hit in the mouth. I say that makes perfect sense. He's dealt with it that long. He's confident in who he is. He, he, don't, he don't need those cosmetic things. But if I see that he fixes his grill, to me, like I'll know that he gave it up, that he let it all go. Because he held on to it that long. You know what I mean? I think he liked looking in the mirror seeing the ugly person. You know, it made it easier for him to think the whole world's against him. Looks at himself in the mirror and goes, what the fuck would like that? Everybody hates me. I'm mean and ugly. You know, now he's going to have to turn nicer, turn into a grandpa, get his grill fixed, get a nice smile. And then maybe we can start remembering what a great competitor he was before he became a lying, roll around on the ring piece of shit for the last decade or so of his career down here. I'd love to go back to those days. Because there was greatness, but of this shit the last several years, I don't care what age you put behind it. There's been nothing great about it. That a fucking old man can lie, cheat, and steal his way to competitiveness needs to be celebrated. Not by me and not him. No. But what he was before, yeah. 
he was one of my favorites, and he was the goods. But he fucking sold out, and he didn't just sell out as a man. He fucking sold out as a competitor when he became a giant fucking cheater. He wasn't always like that. Yeah, R.I.P. Eddie Guerrero. We keep on saying lie, cheating, steal. We always got to think about uh, Eddie Guerrero as we do that. Uh, I don't really care. It's just like Barry Bonds. Huh? What about Eddie Guerrero? I'm sorry. I, I missed how that relates. We lied, cheated, and steal with Eddie Guerrero. Oh. <laughs> his right, right. That was no, his, I didn't really know, follow Eddie pretty... Guerrero in the WWF. I, I like the... I like his character at WCW. That fucking whole—he was the same Latino guy. Heat, mama, no, dude, they cheesed yeah, it up so no, much. Yeah, they hey, cheesed dude, it up. Yeah, I, I got, I got Mexican homies for days, and no one fucking runs around every time they see a chick. Mamacita, that's fucking so no, stereotypical. They don't. It is. You know, I don't like that shit. <laughs> but he's Mexican, so he can do it. That's fucking stupid. Latino heat, exactly. Latino heat. But hey, but he was a gangster type character in WCW too. But he wasn't like a fucking reject. It was like. Maybe other gangsters would be scared of him. And WWF, he was just a, a clown that any fucking nerd had kicked his ass. <laughs> just a hey. pussy fucking. He was like a dude hanging out in front of fucking Home Depot parking lot. Less than that. You know, they turned him into a fucking day laborer at WWF. I've never liked that was, character. They, they turned him a, into shit. He was a champ. I don't care. He was the champ. Yeah, and so, so was Pantine. <laughs> Mick Foley was champ. You know, so what? That don't mean anything in that uh, entertainment being champ. Uh, David Arquette was fucking champion in the WCW. How do you like that one? Uh, I don't remember that, but hey, we're not we're not gonna spit on Eddie Guerrero's name, nor will we spit on. Uh, hey, on Eddie Hopkins Guerrero name. was great. Hopkins. The whole Guerrero family was great. I'm just saying the WWF fucking made him a cheesy fucking shittiest stereotypical stereotypical Mexican character, and you could like. And you know the guy who wrote it don't even know no Mexicans. Good. Right. That's like that's more like a guy who saw a Cheech and Chong movie and fucking tried to turn him into that. It's stupid, dude. Exactly. That's what he was. Was a wrestling Cheech. That's what he was. I mean, that was his character. It's fake, man. So, you know. But, hey, Hopkins isn't fake. And Hopkins is like Barry Bonds, you know. And half of his career, he... He did something. He he like sort of switched it. It's like two parts of his career. Both of them were great. You can hate on the last one because he lied and cheated still, but it was still well, great. He's they a Hall of Famer. Great. The only reason you can yeah, say is if great. he was 30 years old having that career, you wouldn't say he's great. The only reason you attach greatness to it is because you attach a number to it. Right. Because that's the fact. Well, that, that's what not happened. great. Then it don't stand on its own merits. Yeah, it's standing tall, man. It's standing tall. We saw greatness, man. We saw old guy be able to to do things in the ring, man. That's greatness. So, you know, he's he goes down as an all time great. I don't know where you would put him. Uh, you know, maybe a top behind maybe Sugar Ray Rock, behind Carlos Bonzo, behind Marvin Hagler, and then you can start to argue. That's why I say he's being generous, give him a top five. You know, but Guys, oh, if uh, Triple G beats Danny Jacobs, which no. finally it's a, a good fight. If he beats Danny Jacobs and continues along, I know nobody is worried about him not beating Canelo. He's just, he's just going to take the middleweight record far. No one's going to beat him until he decides to leave the division. So Triple G is going to be in that conversation, possibly. Now, before I get all the hate mail and a million text messages from Seattle side, 
I just want to make it clear. I am not putting him in that category at this time. I'm telling you that he has just like a do 70 going the electoral college. Well, Triple G has a path to the fucking top 10 of all time middleweights. We'll see if he's able to walk it. No. He wouldn't be nobody. So, you know. Danny Jacobs don't count. If he gets the Jacobs win, that, that won't count either. Jacobs. I mean, I, it's, it's just better. It's, it's one of his better opponents. I can't say it doesn't count, but it would be one guy, and it would be a lower-tier count, you know. All right. Let's get you know, back on that like, a moment. Yeah. I want to give RC yeah. another try since we got him here again. And we had his technical difficulties to start off the program. RC, did you want to chime in at all on your thoughts on Bernard Hopkins going down, being done and finished, whether or not he accepts it? I think right now the boxing world, as much as they like to fantasize, and we know Willow was in on that when he took the trip all the way to the East Coast. They want to get behind them. They want to pretend that something's there that's no longer there. And that's fine. But last night, truth was unveiled. The drapes were moved. We saw through into the truth. And that truth is, there's nothing left. He's done. Now everyone knows it, even if he doesn't. RC, how do you feel the morning after Bernard Hopkins is officially, to the boxing world anyways, finished. Microphone testing one, two. You guys hear me clear this time? I don't know what the fuck was going on this morning. But, yes, I wanted to chime in on this because it was a glorious night last night. There is a God that is watching over us all, and he gave us exactly what we wanted to see. You guys, I mean, Suge, you're keeping the truth. As usual, I expected. I know you're not the biggest Hopkins fans anymore. Willa. You're being too nice, uh, giving this old man credit. It, this is what happens. Look, man, if, if Adrian Bronner got knocked out the ring like that, the whole world would be celebrating running down the street when that went down. And for me, I almost did that last night, watching Bernard Hopkins get knocked out the ring yesterday. I got to call this the greatest knockout of all time. This old wow. man got punched out the ring like that and where a man was right in the bottom and could have caught him, maybe saved him out a little bit. But this, this Hopkins continues. I've seen even some stories right now, and I know, I know he went over the footage, and he's still standing that he got pushed. Uh, he, knows what he, <laughs> I know. he knows what he's seen. He knows what he's seen, but he's still standing his ground. He's dug in. Very bad, man, and it's terrible because maybe two months down the road, or who knows, how's he going to come back to work? How's he going to work for HBO and try to give us analytics when he can't even tell the truth of what happened in his case? I mean, I don't know how, how anyone yeah, can take any this other, guy's word for any anything. Yeah, in other profession, he would be disqualified. You're right. They say, oh, but look at how he handled this. How are we going to put him in charge of this? Uh, that's a hell of a point. Really, though, man, he can't be taken seriously right now. I Look, man, you guys probably know after the – the fight with Trinidad is the reason why I really don't like Bernard Hopkins. And I've been waiting to see this for a while. I was hoping Kovalev did it a few weeks, a few years back. I'm sorry, but um, it was glorious, man. I enjoyed it so much. Joe Smith is not a cab driver. He's a construction worker, bro. This guy is yeah. a blue, blue collar fighter. To the this guy, I can't, yes, I can't wait to see what he does next. I'm a fan of Joe Smith Jr. I want to see this guy fight again. And I think that the world, much talking about the funny of Hopkins getting knocked out, but they're not talking about what lies ahead for Joe Smith because he took care of work. He's got, I mean, he's got one hell of a chip on his resume, knocking out Hopkins and not only knocking him out. I mean, 
he damn near gave him an uppercut that Debo gave Red on Friday and got him out the <laughs> ring like that. And I was nobody more happy than me watching that yesterday. The game is the fight game is a cold bitch, man. And um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't care if you're 51 years old and trying to trying to go out on a, a high note. You know, everybody looks up at the lights if you stay in too long. And that's exactly what happened to Hopkins yesterday. He wasn't sure if he hurt his leg or he was saying he couldn't walk. No, he could walk. He just didn't want to walk back in that ring and get in there with Joe Smith. That's exactly what happened. This only claims the fame. I mean, you're talking about being a fan wanting to see him again. Let's not forget, he, he didn't just knock Bernard Hopkins out of the ring. This guy is a dude who hit Barbera so hard, he probably sent uh, Spilka's lady back to Spilka. <laughs> yeah, Joe Smith, man, this guy, he's a, um, he's he's a, he's one of a kind. I like to see this guy, what he does coming forward. <clears throat> it's a, he's a definitely got in a, a nice renovation in RC country now, especially with that. You know, he's got a fucking re- a red carpet damn near going to the to the park, <laughs> parking lot. You know, um, man, it was the best knockout I ever seen, and I know it wasn't the crispest shot where. Someone's getting, you know, straight con- 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 concussion protocol type of knockout. But it was, a, it was a damn good punch. And, I mean, it sent Bernard Hopkins flying out of the ring. However, I don't believe he's flying into retirement. Um, I, I was saying last night, I think that even if Hopkins won the fight, I think that, you know, um, maybe down the road sometime a year away, half a year, who knows, uh, he will have another fight. I, I still think he will, especially after that. Um, who knows who he'll fight? Maybe him and Roy Jones uh, have a one-more-time theme if Bernard Hopkins puts on some weight or something because Roy ain't cutting. But who, I think that Hopkins will definitely come back, especially after this. I don't think he wants to go out like that. So he might want um, to go the Pauli Malignaggi route and find someone that no one's really worried about compared to you know Joe Smith Jr., who a lot of people slept on and then – for whatever reason, I don't know, man. It, don't it was ever mention Joe Smith Jr. in the same sentence as Pauli Malignaggi. I'll tell you right now. I I could be wrong, but I've never heard of Pauli Malignaggi busting his ass like, like a piece of Americana, like a real man's man, a workman, a tradesman, a craftsman, out on a job with a tool on his hand, putting in a hard eight under the sun. I mean, let's, oh, let's no. not disrespect <laughs> The work. Never mind Joe Smith. We're not going to disrespect the working men of America by comparing them to a professional fighter who gets his ass kicked by high school kids off the street at wild card gym. Pauli Maladaji is the <laughs> opposite of a workman. He just slick as a fucking turd. And since when has that been a quality to oh. admire? Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what I was mentioning, what I was getting at from that point was, wasn't Pauli Maladaji's last? Uh, well quote-unquote championship fight or a regional championship somewhere where it was just a complete nobody. (laughs) Yeah, that's what what I was kind of analogizing it with as far as Bernard Hopkins being a Pauli Malignaggi standpoint and finding someone like Pauli found, except he found Joe Smith Jr. So he's got to find somebody, you know, he's got to find a Rod Salka of the world if he wants to go back on a high note to end his career. I think he, he don't want to go out that way. Um, but I, I don't want to see that. I, I just want to see this guy go away for sure. Like, and especially with, he needs to take time off just like Polly took time off when Polly got knocked the fuck out by Sean Porter and, you know, he couldn't go back to work right away. So I think Hopkins has to go on that workman's comp just like Polly was, but I enjoyed every minute of it yesterday. I, I enjoyed every minute of it yesterday. 
with, uh, you know, Christmas came early. That's basically how it was for me. And um, what a way to end 2016 with Bernard Hopkins getting just shot out back on his little spaceship. And <laughs> it was a glorious day, man. I, I, never, I woke up so ready to talk about Bernard Hopkins. And um, I don't give a damn if he's 51 years old and, oh, he's an old man doing this, you know, give him a little bit of props. No, 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 no. There's none of that, man. This is yeah. steak and potatoes. That's what happened. Spent hit his ass hard enough this morning. set up in the orbit, but the problem was just before he did, he fell to exit the atmosphere. Fucking dude on the ground. That spaceship is fucking grounded. Put that shit in the Smithsonian. It's over. I don't give a fuck what you do. There's no more. You know what? They should put a fucking show on. Put a Bernard Hopkins a fucking alien show on the sci-fi channel because we don't need him in the Boston ring. No more. It's a wrap. Done deal. No more Bernard Hopkins. He didn't come out and cry for 10 people pushing him when he got his ass knocked out fair and square. Okay, moving right along. Then we're going to talk about other things. Danny Jacobs versus Triple G. Now, interesting situation here. It's good and it's bad. Triple G finally going to fight somebody that people want to see him fight. Not that Danny Jacobs is a huge draw, but you have to admit that as far as skills go in the middleweight division, he's in the conversation with the best of them. He has power as well. Questionable chin. Should be a good fight. Problem is this. Danny Jacobs said over and over again, he'll only fight if it's pay-per-view against Triple G. Everyone knows that's not a pay-per-view fight. Well, it turned out Kovalev Ward wasn't really a pay-per-view fight, and they made it a pay-per-view fight. Triple G Lemieux wasn't really a pay-per-view fight. They made it a pay-per-view fight. So what if they cared about that? So, HBO pay-per-view. Triple G versus Jacobs. I mean, do you guys want enough to pay for it? Here's what I see. Oh, yeah, okay, he's fighting Jacobs. You know, finally he's fighting somebody. But that's not pay-per-view. So you're still going to be mad at Triple G. Triple G ain't trying to make a pay-per-view. They're not the ones who had that advantage from the beginning. So will it or won't it be pay-per-view? What's the latest as everything's coming down this week? All the words I'm hearing is the damn thing's pay-per-view. Does that affect how you feel about the fight? If we have a pay-per-view Jacobs versus Golovkin, do you want to see it less all of a sudden? Or do you take it if you're willing to pay, you want to see Triple G against somebody so bad that you pay for it? I don't know because I think that most of the people that are criticizing who Triple G is fighting the most don't like him and probably won't want to pay for him. I want to know everybody else's take on this. To me, it affects everything. So we know sticking point negotiation. They want it to be in New York. So they're going to fight. Are they unifying the division? No. They're going to fight in New York to unify the WBA, which is the most corrupt organization in boxing. March 18th at Madison Square Garden. 
where's the official announcement on HBO World Championship Boxing or HBO Pay-Per-View? Here's what I'll do. It's still unfolding. I'll go on the HBO site and see what HBO has written down about it. Again, everybody's saying the damn thing is going to be pay-per-view. That's the word right now. The fight's already announced. And most of the press releases that I've seen, which is just odd, it doesn't make a mention of it. And I, I just haven't seen that. I, I have to think that it's ironed out. Maybe the price hasn't been mentioned. In any event, it's not currently listed on HBO Boxing's fight schedule. Well, there goes that. We're back to checking out press releases. They're all basically the same. March 18th, MSG, WBA title. How about this? Let's go mainstream. Want to try that OTG fam? We'll look at a mainstream source. I'm sure they'll post the exact same shit. But mainstream sources should be a little more serious about collecting the proper information for their article. The who, what, when, where, and why is part of every AP article. Damn it. Nothing, nothing. Just that they're going to fight at MSG. How do you come out with a press release before you come out with a fucking price? They got a date. They got a venue. They got a fight. Guess everybody's just writing fucking releases off of fucking tweets. That's one thing I don't like about this day and age, guys. If someone makes a tweet, it's an article, and it's a race. Every writer wants to get that tweet out to everyone first. Yeah, nobody's doing the follow-up and getting the resources and getting all the information. Just that little blurb about the tweet is it. I'm even on Fox Sports right now. Basically, the whole meat of the article is Triple G saying that they're going to do it on HBO pay-per-view. Jacob said it would be on HBO pay-per-view. Body of any of these articles have no details yet. No ticket prices, no pay-per-view official announcement. There's going to be backlash. People are going to be mad. People don't want to pay for this. I have no problem with it being pay-per-view. I know that it's not, but I know that Triple G is fucked either way. What's he supposed to do? Oh, Triple G is not pay-per-view. Oh, Triple G won't fight anybody. Okay, he'll fight Jacobs. Oh, but it's pay-per-view. He's not pay-per-view. Okay, Jacob said he'll only do it if it's pay-per-view. Oh, fuck that. Fuck Triple G. He's weak. Well, like, how do you even have a conversation with these people? I'm not here to try to make anyone a Triple G fan. What I want is real simple. It's easy. Let's just be consistent. If you're mad at Triple G for being in a pay-per-view fight, isn't it right that we get at the man who is insisting that it be pay-per-view? Isn't that fair or correct or right? So again, Triple G, I guess he's not a pay-per-view fighter. Maybe the meaning of that is changing. Maybe a pay-per-view fighter going into 2017 isn't necessarily going to be a guy who gets a million buys. Maybe a pay-per-view fighter now is going to be a guy who can crack 100,000. Maybe that's the trouble the pay-per-view model is in. Anyways, I'm looking forward to March. Because if Triple G gets by Danny Jacobs, they say Canelo is next. Oscar was on first take. 
pretending that fight's going to happen. Guaranteed that insane he'll put his promoter's <laughs> license on the line. No, I, I don't think he cares so much about his promoter's license. You put some fishnets on the line or some of that lingerie and make up for wigs, maybe I take it a little more seriously because we know he cares about those a lot. Never seen Oscar proudly take a photo with his promoter's license, but I sure have, have seen him proudly take a photo in women's undergarments, makeup, and hair. That being said, Triple G beats Danny Jacobs, and Triple G beats Canelo if they both step in the ring with him. And how mad that will make some. You want to hate Triple G? That's why I hate him. If he goes into 2017, by the time it's over, takes the head of Danny Jacobs and Canelo Alvarez. What are you going to say then? He's not pay-per-view. Okay, fine. You win. And he's weak. He won't fight Arislandi Lara. And I'll say, yeah, how many years have went by since Arislandi Lara did absolutely nothing to get in position to get that fight? Still waiting. Path to 270. Come on, Lara. You know what you got to do. Not interested. Don't just talk shit on Twitter. But if he wants to step into the ring with another 154-pound champion, by all means, I'll take that. I'm just not checking for what the latest on Triple G is with Eric Sandy Lara. That's pointless because he ain't doing nothing to see him in the ring and run his mouth. Danny Jacobs gets this fight because he's got the WBA lesser world title. And they're ordering Triple G to face him for clarifying that division. The WBA middleweight championship pitcher. Danny Jacobs has become a yeah. decent fighter. I remember him being a prospect. Now, now he's coming to his own. Is he truly a world champion? Let's find out in March. RC, do you want to see the fight? Yes, I want to see the fight. Um, you know, a lot of people got me twisted for thinking I'm just a Triple G hater for the comments I spoke on him, you know, over the, the years on the show. Um, but I, I'm, just, I'm not a hater on the guy. I just don't believe the hype. Uh, for many reasons. Uh, I look at him like the kid that's just picking the wings off of flies at the park, you know. Um, he's been a bully, and I don't like bullies. So he's, um, what? I think, you know what, I'm going to give it credit, though, because this is way more worthy of pay-per-view than Lemieux was. You know, that was a joke, a complete joke. I never was bought in for a second on that. And, you know, um, I'm not too bothered by it being on pay-per-view. You know, shout-out to Fire Sticks. First Row Sports, uh, my P2P players. Uh, I will probably be streaming this for the most part, uh, but uh, it, this is a good step for Gennady to try to prove himself about this mystique of him being the guy that nobody wants to see because he's knocking everybody out. Uh, if he does what he's been doing to everybody, to Daniel Jacobs, I'll give him his credit where it's due. And, you know, um, it, it would definitely have to be something for Canelo to think about a lot more than he is right now getting ready for the fight, because I, I believe it will happen in September. Um, I don't think Canelo would uh, would avoid it as much as Oscar wants him to continue to. And, um, you know, you get you get respect from me the hard way in this sport, and I think it'll definitely be a hard fight uh, for, for Gennady, you know, especially coming off him also, you know, bullying around Kell Brook. Uh, you know, Danny Jacobs is not a bum, man. He's a um, – but at the same time, I don't think he's an A player. I think he's a solid B, maybe B plus, and um, I think he could give Gennady some problems. Um, you know, he just got to look at that Kell Brook film, and then I think he'd take a shot better well, than Kell Brook. That chin, minus that chance, he's definitely an A. That's my opinion. I'll just throw it out since you brought it up. 
he's a he's an okay. A fighter with okay. questionable chin. And just because he's been handled the way he was handled one time, that doesn't mean everybody's going to fight that. But that that's his issue. It's not it's not lacking uh, too much else, in my opinion. He's he's a decent fighter, dude. People thought he was going to be a world champion when he was just a prospect until he got cracked, and then it all went away, and then they called him a joke. But now he's showing all that promise that he showed as an upcoming contender or prospect, rather, as a contender and potentially legitimate world champion. He's showing all that and then some now. He appears better than he did when people were saying he's going to be a world champion. At that time, middleweight was not on fire, though. Right now, uh, it would be a stretch saying it's on fire, but there certainly was no Triple G anyone was worried about at the time. Hmm, this is true. Okay. He wasn't yeah, well, um, was on top of the division. Still trying to get fights. Yeah, well, you know, uh, regardless, um, this is a good step for Golovkin, and um, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this fight. I want to see how he reacts with being in the ring with somebody who's not just a ham and egger, um, you know, just uppercutting a guy like Lemieux who was trying to be put over by HBO with a lot of bullshit highlights to fool people. Uh, you know, Danny Jacobs has been a problem. Uh, watching, covering his last few fights, and you know he's a really cool dude. I, you know, met him. He's a nice guy. Chopped it up for a little while, and um, I will definitely be pulling for the upset for that fight, just like I was pulling for the upset last night. We don't have to go there, but um, I think if uh, depending on what the undercard looks like being built up, I think the pay per view could do all right. Um, Triple no, G's getting a lot of uh, notoriety. Undercard's going to be trash. Um, maybe you'll Probably. get a chop potato on it, but. That that would be the only highlight. It's it's been trashing for me. I mean, come on, dude. We got Triple G, Danny Jacobs in New York. I just I don't I don't have no faith. Oh yeah, I forgot that Triple G and Chocolatito. They they tag team it up on their little fight cards. Huh? They, that does nothing for me. That little guy. Um, yeah, don't want to go there. But um, you're probably right. The uh, the, the undercards will probably uh, be you know somewhat of PBC type fighting with getting your A guy against the C guy. Uh, you know, um, I think they even try to hook up a triple threat type deal with the last time having King Kong being underneath uh, Chocolatito. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, I'm really intrigued by the fight. I want to see it. Um, and uh, this is a chance for Gennady Golovkin to prove to people that he's everything they've been saying he is against the actual opponent. And I, I'm not a part of the people that will say that, um, you know, if he beats Jacobs, then Jacobs wasn't shit no way. Uh, I'm not dug in like that. I know Jacobs is a legit contender uh, and a legit champion, so we'll see how it goes down. Um, but it's definitely a, a, a step forward in the right direction for Gennady Golovkin um, to get some good fights under his belt leading forward to the Canelo bout because he cannot just fight somebody else like, uh, well, you, you name him. Name him down the list, his last few fights. It's been, it's been a joke. So he could not do that if he's going to be leading up to a fight with uh, – uh, the you know the face of boxing right now, so we'll see how it goes down. But I'll definitely be swinging that Jacobs flag around pretty heavy when that goes down in March. I wonder if they're going to find enough money, Billy Joe Saunders, to get him in the ring with Canelo, uh, come Cinco de Mayo. I see that being really the only thing that Canelo can do that would matter. I mean, yeah, he can fight whoever he wants and just have it be a Canelo. Event. Chavez Jr. No way in hell. I think th- I think that's what he's gonna do, man. I think he's gonna do that. They're gonna try and sell it, being the the face of Mexican boxing against the prince of Mexican boxing. 
Yeah, it'll be a joke. So, hey, I, I love it. Yeah, right. Dude. That makes so much sense. Canelo Alvarez needs 10 years to move up to the weight class he's champion of. But, you know, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. comes into the picture. You can fight a light heavyweight, no problem. Like, what the fuck is this shit, dude? Consistency, uh, <laughs> anyone? Is there a hypocrisy radar around here? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, and I think Chavez Jr., uh, he definitely, well, if you're either your stock's going up or down, I think his stock is going up a little bit after his last fight. Uh, people are saying that, oh, he's taking it serious now. You know, like I hear people talking about them that I hear about, like with certain people talking about Adrian Broner as far as, oh, no, he's taking it serious now. He's back in the gym. He ain't playing around this time. But it's still Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And Chavez Sr. came out with a quote I read this morning saying that Golden Boy – is offering his son crumbs. So who knows if that's going to happen, but I think that's what they're trying to lead forward to. Uh, but you just never know with Oscar De La Hoya. This guy, um, he, it looks to me like he's, he's, he's back on that stuff again because, I mean, he's even talking about Canelo versus Conor McGregor, the two men who look like they're both Irish and, you know, mumbling his words and uh, just to seem like he's really back on that white pony. And, um We'll see. We'll see how yeah, it's then. nothing else. He's on the alcohol. Oh, he's on. He's probably having cocktails of it all. He might be just blending it all in one. So, who knows? But um, I think that that's probably what they're leaning forward to because it would be an easy fight for Canelo with Chavez Jr. And then they could, uh, you know, fool the people with the whole, the 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 history of the Chavez Jr. legacy and his son following his father's footsteps and then Canelo. Uh, his era leading into blah, blah, blah. I can see people getting fooled by it. And um, <laughs> it's not it's not a good look. Uh, yeah, it's not a good look at all. But if if the Golovkin fight happens in September, well, we'll see how it goes. Fucking Canelo, though. So Canelo supposedly will go to 165. Yeah. Uh, like, whatever, dude. I don't believe that. Because what the fuck is Chavez going to come in at? He'll, he'll just say, fuck the weight, come demolish Canelo because he don't like it. He won't make no money, but he'll make money on his next fucking fight. Yeah, he could go out with the hero shield. Like, even if he, you know, he gets taken out by Canelo and, you know, he goes out, out Mexican Canelo. style, as they say. Chavez is a quitter. <laughs> you don't have a glass jaw. You just, you don't want to fight. It's not that Canelo's going to fucking knock him out. I cannot see him quitting against Canelo. That's like the one dude he won't quit against. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, too, because when he does quit, for some reason, he thinks he was winning the fight when it's over, so it should have went like as if it was a fight stoppage that you should go to the decision for the round. Thing. Really <laughs> Real popular take these days. Get the hell out of here. You're not down the ring. You won. Quit the fight. You won. <laughs> Whatever you say, yeah. that's what happened. Whatever you say. Guys, are sorry. Canelo against John. No, I don't see that by happening. Not only, well, if they're offering him crumbs, okay, they're pricing themselves out from the beginning and they're only trying to get all kinds of Mexican publicity. That's all it is. They, they want this all over every paper in Mexico and website. If they if they really wanted this fight, why would they offer crumbs? That makes no sense. Especially Maybe it's just the way they that, roll, man. Well, Golden Boy supposedly offered a $15 million flat fee to Triple G with no percentage. Now, Chavez versus Canelo is a more marketable fight. 
yeah, Triple G is more significant to boxing and whatnot. There's no doubt about that. Boxing fans care to see it more. No doubt about that. Pay-per-view fights aren't about boxing fans. They're about how many fucking buys you can sell to the general public. And Canelo mm-hmm. versus Thomas Jr., that's, um, that's more marquee than Canelo versus Triple G to the general public. And if you can find $15 million based on what you think you'll make out of pay-per-view to give Triple G, how can you only find crumbs for Chavez Jr., who arguably can make you more? Arguably. You know, it's not set in stone. You can make other arguments. You can make a case. I'm not playing advocate here. It's not unreasonable at all. So if they wanted this fight, they'd be making serious offers. Uh, I think that's clear. They wanted to make this a fight. They will make serious offers. They will be serious about weight, and they will be serious about money. Not serious about one, but not the other. And Chavez Jr., uh, victory over him means nothing. Literally give him a lot of money and notoriety and people watching. But that's probably what he wants more than anything anyways. If Canelo Alvarez cared about being a real champion, he'd have a completely different career. Because, number one, he would have made different moves. Number two, he'd have a lot more respect. And number three... You don't have to worry about any of what I'm saying because if he did try to be a true champion, he would have lost and we wouldn't be having discussions about him. Sorry. That's why he fought guys like Jose Cito Lopez from 140 pounds. He gets one win at 147 and gets dragged up to fight Canelo next. And that wasn't the only time we saw that play. He's been a fraud. Can he fight? Yeah, kind of. Is he powerful? Yeah. Does he look like a complete fucking beast when he's fighting skin and bone glass jawed Pakistani British Muslims who are sure. more concerned <laughs> with their fucking uh, image than their boxing career and talking about being a British Pakistani Muslim all the time than talking about what he's going to do in his career. Bernard Hopkins is only half a boxer. And a lot of blessings, but he doesn't have the mentality fighter and he never will. And Canelo beating a guy like that, nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. What what victory does Canelo have that was meaningful? Which one meant something? Cotto? When, when he had that close fight with a much smaller Cotto? And he, and he couldn't Mosley? Even, <laughs> yeah, shot the piece of Mosley. I mean, someone let me know. know. Where Canelo began to impress you, or when you said, "Oh yes, he's a true champion." What was that moment? Uh, did he whoop by Mayweather? Which which one? Yeah, I don't even know. Well, where where did the claim start? When did he go from being Saudis only twenty three years old to being oh now he's twenty six or whatever the hell he is? Or, oh, when did this happen? Oh, he's a twenty six year old champion. Oh, he's a twenty two year old kid. He don't have to fight anybody. He don't have to fight his weight class. Well, where was the transition? I missed it. I never saw it. I never saw him do anything legitimate to go from one category to the other. In fact, he's entertaining the Chavez fight. just shows us more of the same. He wants Chavez to try to get down to 165 and be a fucking ghost and give up and quit because he has no strength in the ring. Not based on anything Canelo is doing. Based on Chavez being a walking corpse. What an asshole. Don't fight the guy. Don't fight Chavez. You don't want to fight Chavez where Chavez has a chance? Then fuck off. Don't fight him. Simple. 
Yeah, that's silly. Who knows what direction they're going with this Canelo character? They're obviously taking the route of being the face of boxing now and the guy, and you got to take what kind of money we're offering. Because maybe it doesn't stop with the way they offer that uh, 80-20 split that I, I, I predicted with Triple G. Maybe they do it with any, everybody from here on out because nobody's on Canelo's level. And who knows what kind of mindset Oscar De La Hoya is, is running. What level is he on? I'd like someone to fucking tell me. They, they, he's the number one redhead, white-skinned Mexican in the sport. When did that become a fucking slot? <laughs> he, he's the, the pay-per-view draw right now, you know, as much as I don't like to say it. Uh, yeah, that's like Andre Ward for now. for pound number one. Yeah, because everybody left. Like, it's not like he started coming through with numbers that, that were beating what Mayweather was drawing or Pacquiao was drawing. Yeah. They just stopped drawing fucking numbers. You know, so what, you're the deep ball pay-per-view king? Oh, awesome. Yeah, pretty much. Andre Ward is waiting for Floyd Mayweather to retire just so he could one day hopefully get that number one spot, which I still don't think he got. But anyways. Giant um, office building fucking whole company goes out of fucking business. All shut down. Janitor don't get the fucking news. He's there the next day still doing his job. Now he's a fucking CEO. That's about the same thing as Canelo <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, I agree. I agree. For now, he is the number one pay-per-view sure. attraction in boxing for now. For now, But um, you better watch out because that Calvin Klein. Right, and, and, and Barack Obama is the number one about to be ex-president. Donald Trump's the number one president-elect. Hillary Clinton's the number one presidential candidate. Just be like, he's the number one of something that don't – there's only – there's one spot there. Uh, Mayweather ain't doing shit. Pacquiao ain't doing shit. Cotto ain't doing shit. Okay, so so now you're the fucking guy. What are you gonna do with it? Are you oh. gonna beat their numbers? You gonna beat anything they did, guy? No, then shut up. Then I ain't worried about what you got. You're you're the top because they ain't doing it no more. But you ain't done one fucking thing any of them did. So fuck off. Uh, nice job. Uh, that that's like you become fucking king of a fucking land where all the subjects left. Fucking nice. Oh, and don't worry, Shug. Uh, you said that um, uh, you just now said that Cotto ain't doing shit. Uh, don't worry, man. He's uh, he's actually coming back. I can, I mean, I'm glad to announce that he will be coming back, facing uh, James Kirkland, February 25th, 2017. The return of Miguel Cotto, and he will be doing something. He will be putting out another dog, Old Yeller style, the same way we seen last night. We gotta get yeah, drain the swamp of all these guys, like you said. Train the swamp of these guys, and um, you know. Speaking of which, and I'm kind of jumping around right now, you know. Thank the coffee, but I hope Danny Jacobs doesn't go out the same way that Bernard Hopkins and Paulie Malignaggi went out, as far as guys that get knocked the fuck out and got to go back to work, as far as you know, being with the analytical team and whatnot. That that just came out to me right now. That just I just thought about that. Well, I don't watch PBC for the most part, so. I won't have to listen to too much of this conversation. That's, that's fine. Mike. Well, Andre Berto said that PBC got a call. I forget if it was the New York Times or, or something. One of those East Coast uh, big newspapers put an article in there. I think I talked about it at the time where he was talking about all the sacrifices that he makes and how he has to wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I just, I kind of, like when I read that, I was kind of disgusted. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're naming waking up at 8 a.m. 
some big fucking sacrifice in your life. Oh, man. Like, are, are you that clueless? Why don't you try waking up at 6 and go taking a look at the fucking freeway? You know? Or right. the expressway or whatever they call it. A turnpike. I don't fucking know. Whatever they call that shit where you go. Let's take a look at it. And then brag about getting up at 8 a.m. to make sacrifices. Some people are just so out of touch with the real man, the real American, the real citizen of the world. They, they can say lame shit like that and not realize how ridiculous it is. Like, uh, were you not raised by working parents? Didn't they have to wake up before 8 a.m. in order to provide for you? Or are you a fucking child of my taxes? I don't get it. He should, I'm sure he was raised in a fucking house where there was somebody, if not multiple people there, who got up before 8 a.m. But this dude's bragging that he gets up before 8 a.m. The, the only other alternative is that I took care of him without knowing him. Either way, he shouldn't be fucking proud. You don't get a pat on the back for waking up at 8 a.m. I'm sorry. Not happening. What a but joke. you won't get a pat on the back if you put triple D's ass. See, there's a difference. Wait, waking up at 8 a.m., impressive? No. Whooping triple G's ass, impressive? Yes. But you know what you have to do, Danny Jacobs. You might want to start waking up at 5 or 6. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, one thing we, I didn't really get a chance to talk to you about, Suge, that I don't know, man. I'm feeling like how much longer is it going to take for Anthony Joshua to become the number one attraction in boxing? Because it looks to me like he's on his way, man. I think that uh, as much as I hate to say it, being that I like Vladimir Klitschko, I think he's going to – I think this might be the era of boxing where all these guys get taken out old yeller style. I think Anthony Joshua might body bag Vladimir Klitschko, and and then after that, he should be the number one attraction in boxing the way he is. He's like the uh, he's like the exact vice versa personality wise of a Mike Tyson because he has the Mike Tyson physique and he's a big Tyson type fighter. And I mean, um, Anthony Joshua, I think that this guy has all the tools to be the number one guy in boxing over Canelo over that that easily. But I just want to know what's it going to take to get him there. Well, he, he looked to be on a promising path. I did say that he's the man who is going to have the era named after him, and that's a mighty bold prediction to make about a prospect. However, that was before he made the crucial and possibly fatal mistake of standing in the ring next to that giant fucking charisma vacuum known as Vladimir Klitschko. <laughs> now, he went from an exciting guy that people were interested in to having me unable to turn off my set quick enough. I needed to close down the laptop and walk away. I was disgusted. Uh, honestly, I'm not going to bullshit you. I couldn't do the show last week. It just wasn't. I was too disgusted with the sport that there was nobody with a shepherd's crook to pull Vladimir Klitschko out of center spotlight when that shit happened. That was one of the worst promo spots I have ever seen. No, it is the worst. The worst. There was that one awkward Hopkins-Kovalev moment outside the ring, and that was just really strange where Hopkins tried to be scary and intimidating, and fucking Kovalev was literally from DGF. He did not give a fuck, and he no-sold everything he said. Like, he just didn't understand or care and knew he was going to beat him. So that, that was an awkward sell. But this one, I mean fucking the whole Borat shit that he was doing in there is he clueless to the fact <laughs> that he's a giant fucking weenie does he not know or does he know when he thinks it's funny does he think he's getting the cute factor with uh, 
some weird chicks out there. I don't know. Or maybe some weird dudes. I, I can't tell you, but I mean, he named himself WK for that segment? Or was he doing that already? I've never heard him say it. Um, uh, 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 I haven't acknowledged this. Of, uh, this uh, who wants to see an exciting <laughs> fight? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to see a fight between two Olympic champions? Oh, he's telling uh, me with this. <laughs> uh, who, who wants to see the fight between AJ and WK? Like, I had to stop for a second and go, who is he talking about fighting? I thought he was, you know, K2 Promotions about to promote some other fight for a second. Then I'm like, holy fuck, this is how you're trying to sell your own fight with it? And then Anthony Joshua is standing there at fucking parade rest. Uh, like the fucking generals talking, while the biggest fucking nerd on earth to ever hold a heavyweight championship is trying to cut a promo. That was the worst live television possibly of all time. <laughs> that, that's up there with when they did the Klitschko song, which I don't know if anyone remembers this. I, Nino can tell us what the title defense was, but they actually oh, yeah. did a whole Nino's musical number in the middle of the ring called Klitschko with dancers and singers and. It was just a horrible, gaudy, like, 1970s Vegas show. Just, fuck, dude. These guys are so horrible for the sport. Who in the fuck? Like, I don't want to watch Joshua versus Klitschko, and I'm being totally fucking honest. That killed it for me, dude. I never want to see these two people near each other again in my life. Because that was the most cringeworthy, unexciting moment in boxing for 2016. That was fucking Horrible. Horrible. And WK, yeah. AJ, what the fuck, dude? Shut up. Just be a big fucking intimidating six and a half foot tall, 250 pound Ukrainian ex-champion motherfucker who's pissed off and wants to get a title. Just fucking stare at him and say, see you on such and such a date. And I'd be sold. But no, WK, fuck. WK. I'm still fucking <laughs> sick, dude. This shit was nasty. I never want to see no nerd shit like that again in the sport. Willa, the nerdiest shit. Did you see it? I don't even know if you were in front of a stream or anything that Saturday. But good lord, dude, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? No, no, no. I didn't see it. Uh, I, I watched it uh, on the on the YouTube. I saw a little bit of it, but I didn't really listen. Uh, so I don't really know. But I know the fight's exciting. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah, go I did want to talk about okay, Triple G a little bit. You're the guinea pig. Do me a favor. This week sometime, we'll turn <laughs> on YouTube. You watch it, and we're going to see if you have an equal level of excitement. Because, hey, I would have been into that fight. When the motherfucker stepped in the ring, I, I wasn't all pissed off. But once he, eh, you want to see an exciting fight, that shit, dude. Nobody needs to fucking hear <laughs> that shit ever again. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll check it out. Yeah, what you think, RC? He's going to be with me, isn't he? He's going to be like, yeah, you're right. That shit should have never taken place. Well, I mean, that's just WK. <laughs> that's what he does. He's, he's been that way. He's not really entertaining much at all. He's, you know, highly regarded to many boxing fans as the most boring champion of all time. Um, but yeah, he made I us start to like fight. Lennox Lewis. Because Lennox Lewis had that. Come along, we're all crying. Oh, Lennox Lewis, where have you gone? Come 
Come save us. We all miss Lennox Lewis, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, if this is a... Uh... If it, this is a trend in boxing, then uh, with the old guys leaving in a certain way, we, you might uh, not be really entertained to watch the fight or excited to watch the fight, I should say. But, um, you know, if Klitschko gets taken out, similar to Molina or Hopkins, I think um, it'll be another glorious Sunday, huh, Shook? To, get, to finally be rid of Vladimir Klitschko? Uh, I'm, I'm upset that he's even stepped in the fucking ring again. I don't want to see it. He should, have, he should have to work his way into title contention as far as I'm concerned or have to rematch Fury. Fury rematching him, oh, well. No. Uh, I just, whatever. Go fight Deontay Wilder. Go fight Wilder. If he's Wilder, easy. But instead, he knows that there's fucking money in Europe. Anthony Joshua and him are both big in Europe. So it makes financial sense. But Deontay's the guy who really fought the foot. Anybody who has the nerve to be a fan of Deontay Wilder will slam me Triple G. I mean, that's the guy I got to fucking, you know, that, that's that's the dude who, who should stop existing instantly. Deontay Wilder is the biggest joke in heavyweight boxing. Nerve to call himself a champion has never fought one guy that anyone has wanted to see him fight. Even though there's been a handful the whole time he's been champion. There's been a handful. Like, hey, I'd like to see him against this guy, that guy, that guy, or maybe this guy or that guy. You can still do it now. Are you getting the fight? No. Does that mean you want to see it? See, and then if they eventually give us one of these fights, they're talking about highly anticipated. No, it ain't. It's not highly anticipated. It's what you should have already done. It's not us begging and clamoring for the fucking fight. It's you guys fucking failing the shit or get off the pot. It's not, a, oh, please drop that load. Pinch that shit. We got shit to do. No. No. Stay on the fucking pot. We don't give a fuck. Don't give a shit. When you finally make the fights that you should have made, we're not going to give you a pat on the back. Everybody expects a pat on the back for doing the minimum or being average or achieving mediocrity. But what's up with that shit? Or being 80 years old and losing? Where does this come from? I thought we're supposed to strive for greatness. This is the everyone gets a trophy generation and it bleeding over into boxing. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. Everybody don't get no trophy, right? Trophy don't mean nothing. If everybody had $100 in their pocket right now, $100 don't mean nothing. Because now a pack of gum just went up to $100. Okay? If, if, what makes shit valuable is everybody don't have it. That's what makes it valuable. And there's some people in this fucking world that are too stupid to understand that shit. Scarcity and desirability fucking affect value. Deontay Wilder against bum number one, two, three, fucking five, six, seven, eight, nine, X, Y, Z. Then you get that shit any day of the week. It don't matter. Nobody cares. It doesn't mean anything. And then if he finally faces one of the guys he should have been facing all this time, he finally does the bare minimum from six months ago or a year ago, we don't go treating him like he's been doing shit right the whole time. Or treat him like he's finally doing it right now. Is it right at your work if you show up and you do the assignment from six months ago and not the one from today? Is, do you get a pat on the back for that? I'm going to let you know. I'll fire your ass. I ain't trying to have a six-month-old problem come back and bite me in the ass. should have taken care of it six months ago. These guys failed to do the minimum to be called the champion. Yeah, you can call yourself the champion, WBC, WBA, WBO, IBF, IBO, WBU, WBO. 
WBF. I don't give a shit. All your sons shouting that, but uh, when you put those three letters in front of the word champion, you just told me you're not really the champion. People say Kovalev's the champion of light heavyweight. They don't say he's a champion of this, that, and the other. And they ain't worried about the Andre Ward big victory. People say that Deontay Wilder is the WBC heavyweight champion. They don't call him the heavyweight champion. They don't call him the champion because he's not. You put that WBC in there to denote that you're dealing with this specific thing that is not the real article. It's just like the word um, fools. We all know about gold and how valuable gold is. You put the word fools in front of gold, now you're dealing with the same situation as when you put the word WBC in front of champion. You understand? Deontay Wilder may be a champion, just like Deontay Wilder may have gold, but he has fool's gold. And you're a fool if you believe that spray-painted, plated bullshit on plastic is real, because it's not, because he hasn't done anything to show that he's a real champion. Anthony Joshua, <laughs> hey, great great idea, dude. Fight Klitschko. I ain't watching. I hope it goes your way, man. I, I can't I, – I felt like some of my soul leaving me, some of the life force that I have within me, some of my spirit, some of my alpha maleness, all that shit hitting the door because nobody could watch such a metrosexual pussy cut a promo about what so, he's going to do to someone while he acts like fucking Borat in the middle of a thousand people and still feel like he's any kind of a man because that's the opposite of manhood. That's the opposite of masculinity. That's the opposite of when your dad shot you out the end of his dick into your mother's birth canal. That's the opposite of what he expected to come the fuck back out. And he would have fucking, he would have held it in a little bit longer or fucking shot it somewhere else if he knew he was going to get a fucking Borat cutting promos coming out. None of us would be walking <laughs> It would have been fucking self-birth-controlled at that moment before any of us were born. And Klitschko's daddy fucked up. Klitschko's mom probably didn't have much choice. Dad, a military officer, been through Chernobyl and all that shit. A tough dude. Woman probably had to take whatever he felt like giving. So the poor woman had to give birth to these giant white fucking monkeys. And I'll tell you right now, it's a disgusting thing that this guy comes back from the dead and acts like fucking Borat selling fucking pizza when he's promoting a heavyweight title fight. What a joke. I will not be watching. <laughs> yeah, true that. And um, speaking of daddies, since you mentioned that, uh, Keith Thurman has to be the happiest guy right now, sleeping with a really big smile on his face. After the WBC uh, new rule, I kind of wanted to speak on a little bit about prohibiting fathers from being in the uh, fighter's corner, which... If this goes into place leading up to their bout with Danny, Gar- with his bout with Danny Garcia, will Angel Garcia not be allowed to be in the corner for DSG? And will this, 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 this plot, this strategy to screw Danny Garcia over work in Keith Thurman's favor? What's your thoughts on that, Shug? I haven't read the language of the new rule exactly uh, from the WBC yet, but I will tell you this: if if this is an ironclad concrete rule. It won't matter because the WBC has no problem issuing a waiver of its own rule, and they'll fucking let him in the ring. Simple. We're, we're either fighting for your fucking title or not. You're collecting a giant sanctioning fear, you're not. But my dad is in the ring, and it's not negotiable. Do we have a waiver, or are we not fighting for your belt? Or are we keeping all the money instead? You follow me? He ain't going to fucking... Do you think I all this you. time... 
Joe Garcia is about to be pressured into not being in his son's corner just so his son can be a real champion. My ass. If he wasn't worried about being a real champion when he was fighting Ron Salka or getting beat by Lamont Peterson or running around the ring from a fucking one-eyed uh, Lucas Matisse who can't even punch. Well, I mean punch correctly. Of course, he can punch with power. So he was never <laughs> concerned about those things before. He's not going to be concerned with his son looking like a real champion and standing on his own now. He's going to want to win. And as far as he's concerned, that means being in the ring. Yeah, definitely. They can't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if Danny Garcia would even know a trainer that he could have outside of Angel Garcia and Keith Thurman would have just got away with the gimme there. I wouldn't have gave him credit for that win. <laughs> That's bizarro land thinking that Keith Thurman's going to win anyways. But just saying, with the uh, from what I had read a little bit, I guess this rule has already been in place, but they kind of just shunned it and they uh, wanted to bring it uh, to fruition about uh, fighter safety because too many fatalities and whatnot. Uh, I was like, eh, kind of bullshit, but I, I, it would definitely have an effect on guys like the Sean Porters, uh, Danny Garcia, you name it. Um, and I was just wondering because it would seem like it would have been a, a little bit of a factor leading into the fight with Thurman and Garcia. But, uh, yeah, I, I figure there's, you know, there's always loopholes. And, uh, if, if that really means a lot, they'll definitely find a way to get Daniel Garcia in that corner. I just figured Keith Thurman would have, um, had a little bit of an advantage there. The only advantage. Yeah, well, they they voted on it at the 54 WBC convention. Well, here's the problem. I haven't. I'm looking at the WBC website right now, and all it really is is a press release at this point. They haven't released the language of the new rule. They haven't said what date the rule goes into effect. There could be uh, the case of the whole apply. It would have to be worked out and worse than have to be handled. They'd have to decide whether or not they're going to grant a waiver for existing champions and all kinds of shit like that as far as I'm concerned. The way I see it, Angel Garcia has nothing to worry about money talks. This has been the world's number one boxing podcast on the grind boxing. For heavyweights and boxing talk, make sure you give a listen midweek to the same channel. You'll hear everything going on in the sport of heavyweight boxing. We'll be back with a wrap-up and preview show next week with the main show at the OTG team. Thank you very much for joining us. This is your world's number one boxing podcast. We'll be back next time.